Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs. Dan Brown, Steve Maven. What's going on, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are we all? Fantastic, mate. After a great win last night. Yeah, you did well, boys. You took some photos and shot some video and you did the post-game show. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But what's on the show, chaps? Okay, we recapped that 24-10 win over the Knights last night at Stadium Australia. We also chat to Jewel International, South Sydney legend, won a grand final, Lottie Takiri, and our remembering a rabbit this week, boys, was the mercurial Tim Brasher. What a player he was. And we also preview that next game up there in Brisbane against the Broncos, who aren't travelling too well, boys. First of all, we'd like to just remind you to please subscribe to our Rabbitohs TV YouTube channel. And there'll be a link on our episode webpage. We have 564 subscribers so far, but we need to get to 1,000. And you would have seen some of our videos out there, some street talk, and we're trying to produce as much content as possible. So, yeah, just a reminder, if you've already done it, tell your partner, tell your friends, share our videos, ask people to subscribe. Help us out here on Rabbitohs Radio and Rabbitohs TV. My vote, some of the listeners out there might know how to do that. So how do you, how do you go about subscribing to YouTube? I have had people tell me this, that, oh, I'm not, I don't have a YouTube account. But it's actually quite simple. All you do is go into YouTube and... Play Store, download the app. You can download the app or you can just go online in the website and just log in with an email. Once you're logged in, it takes about 30 seconds. Then you're in and you're able to like videos, you're able to store your history and you're able to subscribe and set notifications. So that's all it is. It's a simple process. And we're asking you to do that to help us out. Not only is our channel great, but there's other great channels on there as well. So it's a good tool to have. There is. The Rabbitohs have got their YouTube channel, so you can subscribe to them as well. And they put a lot of exclusive content up there as well. So we hope we can work in together with that. And same thing with the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. Speaking to some friends of ours at the Captain Cook Hotel the other night, and they didn't know about the Rabbitohs Podcast Network, how to subscribe. So I actually physically went and downloaded the app and went in and Search for the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. Found us, subscribed, and then said, and I said, scroll down, here's our show, press play each week and have a listen. And they mm. said, oh, it's that easy. So, yeah. yeah. It's quite easy once you know what to do. But just uh, on social media, on our Rabbitohs Radio Podcast listeners' Facebook page during the week, Gordon Liddy posted up a picture of the hallowed turf of Redfern Oval from 1981, boys. And what a great shot it was. And... There were a lot of comments on there. 
about the memories they had at the Oval and I can relate to a lot of the memories there myself. I was, you know, came through the junior ranks there, played in a lot of grand finals there and was also a fan there when I watched Mavo make his debut there at Redfern Oval and got the opportunity to play there for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. I also coached there as a junior league coach, the A-grade grand final winners, Moore Park. But so many other great memories there that were mentioned. You know, you used to run for the corner post, the sugar-coated peanuts, the hot dogs, you know, the hill on the scoreboard eastern side. side yeah. yeah, all the scoreboard side. I can remember playing. I'd just jump in and get in a game of footy on the hill all the time, especially in them lower grades. My dad used to watch all three, so I'd go on the other side. We just I played blokes I didn't know. Yeah. Get hammered sometimes, but it was good fun. Mm. Yeah, we played a bit of game on the southern southern side, on the southeastern side. Yeah, it was good fun. A lot of comments stated that they used to love running on the field when the final hooter went. Yeah. And run and pat the players on the back. You mm. can't do that these days. No. Yep. But yeah, just so many great memories and I've got goosebumps looking at that photo. And while the oval's not there, all the surroundings are still the same. We mentioned it the other day when we're down there. It's called the Ironmark High Performance Centre now. But all the surroundings are all still the same. The units in the background. When you think of the Rabbitohs, do you think Redfern Oval and watching the games there, and even though it's changed now for a new generation, for us bit older supporters, that's what it means to us. What about another memory, boys, just on grand final day? All the clubs had their certain section. You had the Zetland had the Kios, Mascot had their Kios, Wombat Hill, Wombat Hill Larpa Hill, yep. Kenzo in that little northwestern corner. They had their little section there. I remember watching a few good A-grade grand finals there. Over the years, um, some of those great Kenzo sides, with the sponsor of the Red Tomato in on the front. Yeah, mm. the mid '80s. Waterloo had a, a great uh, side there for a couple of years, and the Wombats, Marrickville, and you know who was part of pretty much all them sides? A bloke by the name of Ray Byrne and Mark Henson yep. played oh, yeah. in a lot of them sides. So two great A graders, and two players that went on to play for the mighty Red and Green as well. I watched Origin 1 at the Captain Cook Hotel in Botany and I spoke to Cody who works there and he said he will share our podcast and YouTube channel to his network. So thank you for that, mate. I also spoke to Neville Dransfield who was keen on the podcast and he suggested a few good ideas for the podcast and also for the YouTube channel. And he also showed me his new XG Street Harley that he bought and how fast it goes. Wow. And I said, mate, just stay safe on the road because that thing looks like it would fly. Yeah, <laughs> Harleys, mate. They're loud, they're noisy, and they're fast. And maybe there was a mighty South Sydney player there as well. Dean Hawkins was sitting there behind me, and I said to my table, I said, you know, sitting behind me, Dean Hawkins. They all looked around, and I said, yeah, there he is sitting there. And we had a chat, and we got a photo together and posted it up. So, yeah, he was there watching the footy with his mates. And we all remember when Dean made his debut and all these mates were there cheering him on and they were all there at the table and yeah so it was good to catch up with him and Mavo I just want to mention the beanies now we've now we are getting some beanies made they've gone on sale pre-order you can order on our website but there's only a few left so be quick to make your order and I just want to congratulate we run a competition on Origin Night we you had to Name the first try scorer, the winner of the game, and the man of the match. And there was two winners, Trent Vella and Mark Maines. They correctly answered 
Turbo, New South Wales and Turbo. Well, that's right. And it was a good choice in the end. And looking back at it, he's been the form player of the NRL. It seems a logical choice, but there's a lot of South supporters there that threw in Damien Cook and Cameron Murray and... Luttrell, I said Luttrell. Luttrell. Yeah, well, I put Luttrell in myself. So, yeah, those beanies, $25 plus postage if required. And we'll share a link to that on our episode webpage. They look great, boys. Just in time for winter. And... The first day we advertised them was the coldest day it's been in 130 years in Sydney when it only got to 10 degrees. So you would have needed a beanie that day. And them two winners of that competition, they'll get a beanie each. We might do that in um, Origins 2 and 3, boys. So keep an yeah, eye Yeah, we might on. change it up a little bit, but, mm. you know, uh, go a diff, couple of different combinations. Yep. You know, pick the margin. Make it a bit harder because we haven't got many left. So <laughs> <Yeah>, the- <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Well, maybe we might do the seventh try of the game. <laughs> I think, I think that Tommy was, Turbo. That was Turbo again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. We might recap that win over the Knights last night, which was built on the back of the defence there, boys. 24 points to 10. Yeah, how'd you see it, Brownie? Like you just said, chaps, defence won us the game. I think our attack was sloppy at times. Our ball control was uh, very poor, and I don't think Wayne will be happy with our discipline in that area. And but in saying that, uh, you know our defence was quite solid. They were really, really working hard for each other, weren't they? Our what speed it, off the line was good. Our kick chase at times was outstanding. A couple of times they Newcastle couldn't even get out of their own twenty. And our scramble defence late in the game, where you know we could have let in a try or two, uh, we had a bit of a comfortable lead there. But I thought our defence was really good, and I heard Wayne in the press conference after the game, he indicated that. Uh, that's the area that won them the game as well. Well, the troublesome side has been our right edge defence, and it was pretty solid. I mean, there was one try scored down there. We were beaten by a very quick Bradman Best pass, which is a beauty. And young Dominic Young, the 18 year old Pommy, only in his um, second or third game there, scored a nice try in the corner. Uh, other than that, boys, I think we looked pretty solid down that side. Yeah, they didn't really threaten us at all, Newcastle. The second try was scored off a kick which probably shouldn't have been scored, really. AJ tried to knock it uh, dead, but, yeah, just didn't time it right. And it bobbled into the end goal, and Kurt Mann pounced on it to score their second and, and last try. But apart from that, you know, they didn't really look like scoring against us. I well, thought was, our defence was, was really because good. Because I think it was 60-40 for the majority of that first half. They had 60% of the ball, and they kept looking up the scoreboard. They only had one try mm. for their name. So they... Probably deserved the try in the end. They jagged a little... Look, it was a bit of opportunist, fluky try there um, before half-time, which got him in the game. And that's about as close as it got, I think. I had a look at the stat at half-time, chaps, and, and I think we were completing at 58%, and they were in the high 80s. Yeah. So they well, had a lot of opportunities against us. Well, the stat for the end of the game was us completed at 66%. They completed at 86%, which usually is a telling stat. Now, lucky for us is that they're not much chop. Yeah. And we didn't play well. We dropped a lot of ball. We... Opened the door for them to go through it, and they just didn't go through it. But we yeah. started both halves well. If you think back, we scored in the second minute. Mm. Bang. We started real, we're really aggressive, good contact. And the first bit of space we got, bang, AJ in the corner. And then in the second half, we started really well again. And we scored another try. I think it was about the 46-minute mark, which, which was a fantastic try, uh, which brought up AJ's hat-trick. That's a back-to-back hat-tricks. And what a finish. That mm-hmm. left edge was humming again, boys. Yeah, and what about that dive he did? did like that when he dived into the corner and it was magic he launched himself fair way out 
and then just adjusted himself to put the ball just inside the corner. And yeah, what a player! How Another hat trick. Another hat trick. Yeah, we spoke about the finishing of AJ last night. Is there a better finisher in the game? I don't think there is. You mentioned Fox last night, but I don't see Fox scoring the type of tries that AJ scores. He scores a lot of tries as a Fox with his speed, but I don't see the athletic it's the way aerobatics. He, it's, it's the way he closes in, yeah. that, in that final stage. Even even his first one, it was sort of it was a fair way out. It was like 15 metres out. He just just got shot out of a cannon. They had no chance. The third one was pretty similar. They, they had him covered. I'm coming over, but he just leapt. Mm. Yeah. And there's been a lot of talk of him when we've lost our fullback or Latrell's been injured to put him back at fullback. That's why you, AJ doesn't play fullback is because he's one of the best finishers in the game on the wing. Mm. And some of the tries he scores, no other winger would score, I'm telling you now. Yep. He's got speed. He can get the ball down from any angle and he proved that last night in his third try. That was unbelievable the way he got that ball down. Also, Keon was good on the edge again. Post-contact metres, plenty of involvement. He's and covering kicks at one stage. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. he had a great game. So, Yeah, which probably the difference was not only the class of AJ finishing, but the work on the inside from Cody. And I thought Latrell, he looked pretty gassed at times out there. But, geez, he's classy, Latrell. Some of the little things he does in a game, he's a freak, isn't he? He had a big yeah. game again last night. Covered a lot of metres. Mm. Look, people are saying, oh, look, he looked tired. He's entitled to be. Yep. He had a big origin campaign and played two days later. A couple of the other boys were arrested, remember. He came out and run for, you know, big metres. Yep. I was riding had him a home big too. game. I was riding him home too because I needed him to score any try, any time try scorer. Oh, down that he, right edge. Right down the, when he took the, he was down the sideline, I thought he was home and got yep. ran down. Yep. Then late in the game when he's bursting through the middle, I thought he was going to burn him and go through and they got him. <laughs> well, it's yep. a good point. We left a lot of points out there, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, actually, there, there was one play that Latrell did defensively, he he had a two-one-one if you remember, and he was talking to um, I think it was Harmay not Harmay Sally, Tane Milne, mm. and it sort of confused Bradman Best in the end, and he ended up swallowing him up right mm. there. That was a beautiful little defensive play from the fullback. And yes. you mentioned Cody just before. I thought Cody was really good in defence. Gigi came up with some great he shots. He kept getting Tex Hoy, didn't he? Yeah, on mm. that right hand yeah. side. And a couple of times on our kick chase too, he led the kick chase and put on some great contact and. Yeah, drove them back towards their own own goal line. And, and he, he's a real leader, isn't he? His talk, every time we're in a huddle, you can hear his voice in the Fox Sports commentary over the top more than anyone. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like he's really leading that side at the moment. Well, along with our inspirational skipper, Adam Reynolds, who had another good game. He did. Yeah. Great kicking game. Kicks goals from everywhere. Mm-hmm. We don't. We say it every week. What a player. It's so valuable. And so we got the job done. It wasn't pretty. We had all those talented players out, and one young man got his debut, Peter Mamazoulis, and that was sensational. And you ran into his mates, chaps, at halftime. I did. I, was, I quickly um, I had to go and do an Edgar Britt, but don't don't anyone picture me doing that on the podcast. But anyway, while I'm in there, it's only a small <laughs> too toilet. Too late. It's too late. And um, <laughs> anyway, I could hear this, Peter, Peter, <laughs> <laughs> out out uh, outside the toilet there, and I, I come out and. And I started going along with them. Peter, and they rumbled me a bit and got me outside and told me they're all best mates with Peter and they're so proud of him. All had their Maribel Lions jerseys, and I videoed it and Mavo's put it up on the on the YouTube channel. And I met a young bloke there, and I thought I'll just interview him for for Rabbitohs TV. Why not? Um, young Ethan, his mate, and he was proud as punch, wasn't he, boys? Yeah, mm. he was. It was good. He's a young amateur boxer, mm. and he spoke well about his mate. Yeah, 
And how did you think he, cool. did he actually went out there, mate? I thought I well, thought he was fantastic. Oh, we got a new PM, another PM, yeah. Peter Mamazoulis. I thought he went really well, chaps. We spoke about it once again at the post match. Didn't overplay his hand. Didn't overplay his hand. He brought a lot of energy to the team when he came out there. Gave great service. Took the line on a couple of times. Had a few little darts out of dummy half. Plays a little bit like Cookie. He's got that speed out of out of dummy half, and I know he's got a kicking game. I don't think he got in any kicks last night, but yeah, he's a great young talent. Really look forward to watching him develop over the next few years. And I spoke to a mate of his, Mick Ponnerus, who is of Greek origin, and he told me that Pete is half Kalimnos and half Spartan, and his dad, Theo, played for Waterloo. Waterloo Waratah, there's plenty of us out there. Yep. Yeah, he came through uh, that young team. I think Mick might have played against him, actually. And I spoke to young Pete at Redfern during the week, and he told me he's a Maruba junior. On Rabbitohs TV. Rabbitohs TV, he's one of your boys, played for Maruba Lions, and... So, yeah, he's a popular local, and the Rabbitohs have shown a lot of confidence by signing him till 2024. So that's the opinion they've got on young Pete. So And he, all his mates said he's been a big South fan his whole life, so yep. he's sort of living his dream out there. All the, he's going to get opportunities. We've Cook looks like he's got that um, number nine jersey for the Blues locked in at least this year, possibly next year again. So he'll, he'll get some opportunities. And I thought one, the one percenters was good. The kick pressure, Brownie, he certainly got out from dummy half and put plenty of pressure on those um, Newcastle Knights kickers. So you mentioned Damien Cook there, boys. Tell me about the Pino Members Deck post-game show that you gentlemen put on, and well, I missed it. What he did say, he'll be back next week. So that's the main thing. It was a good show. We had some great guests on there. No less than five. No less than five. So what was the lineup? Take me through the star-studded lineup that you had on stage at the Members Deck. Well, this is obviously for members only. If you do become a member of the Mighty South Sydney Rabbits, I hope you are listening anyway. Out there, you should be a member. If you're not, jump on to membership.rabbitos.com.au. And that, so after the game, you can go up to the PO members deck post match function and you get Mavo, Brownie, or, or myself up there interviewing former players, current players. And this week it was Ziggy Niscott, the former captain, the bloke from the Hunter region, came down. He was a star in the Newcastle competition and they lured him down. And a member and fan's favourite too, just wasn't a, he? Just a great moustache, wasn't it? You know, it was well-groomed yep. again last night. We had Lester Biles from the early 80s. He had a great story. Yeah, yeah, he quickly, did. Can you quickly tell me that? Because you've told me it was a quick well, good he, story. Well, he's from out in the bush and, and then he ended up moving... The back up, of Burke. The back of Burke. And he ended up um, moving to Bondi Beach of all places, but he was always a mad South fan. I bet he was an East Junior. And, uh, that's right, he was an East Junior. Won't hold that against him, no. but anyway. And they ended up getting him to go over and do a bit of a trial at the Rabbitohs, which he well, couldn't believe Well, his mate was going to trial for the Rabbitohs. He had to go training for the President's Cup team. And Lester said, well, drop me home on the way home. He goes, mate, I haven't got time to drop you home. Come training with me. So he went training... And Rod Gorman was uh, the coach, the Bull. late yeah, the late Bull Gorman. And he said, any new players here? And Lester's mate said, yeah, I've got, I got one here. The, me mate here, he, he wants to have a run. So he put his name down, and the rest is history. He went on to play five years at the, the Mighty Rabbitohs. Mm. Well, he played with you too. He did, yeah. Yeah, I was at the Rabbitohs with him in from 86 through to... 88, I think he, his last year was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and a great guy, Lester Q. Did you ask him what the Q was for, Lester Q? Or? I had to put the Q in the rack because we had to uh, <laughs> get him off the stage. But then we had, um, oh, look, a couple of, couple of no-names. Damien Cook, 
Cam Murray and Jai Arrow come up on stage and we interviewed them too. And uh, geez, uh, We spoke a bit of origin. We spoke a bit of origin. We, we give Jai a little bit of stick for getting flogged by the Blues, but, yeah. but he took it well. He's a good sport, isn't he? Yeah, he is a top bloke, Jai. And he said it took a couple of 4X to get over the uh, the defeat of, of origin. But the members' deck, the P&O members' deck, it was packed to the rafters. It was standing room only. Mm. So the members got to see a lot of the, the former greats and the current players on the night. And, yeah, it was a it was a good show, actually. And they hang around and, and did photos and gave out autographs for just a good half an hour after the post-match show. Well, Cam was still there when we left. Mm. Yeah. And you signed an autograph too, Brownie? Apparently, if someone wanted you before Cam, was that the... Yeah, I think I signed a couple. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> You're Darren Brown, mate. But... Former, former skipper of the club. Oh, uh, yeah. Brendan reminded me of that today. Brendan Tilisky, one of yeah. the great listeners out there. Yeah, he, he saw that. But we'll move on. But our next show there will be when we play the Cowboys at Stadium Australia, 9th of July. It's the late game. You'll have to hang around till about 9.30, but you might see some more star Rabbitohs up on stage for that. This is Rabbitohs News brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs. The Rabbitohs home away from home. The place to play while the bunnies are away. And that'll be on again this Thursday night coming up when South take on the Broncos. So head up to the Juniors Kingsford, the Juniors Malabar, or the Juniors Maroubra. I think Maroon's got to show up there this week. Maroon, he has. Him and Scott Geddes are a bit of a duo. They're a bit of a competing duo to us. But Maroon's a radio superstar. Yeah, I might head up there and watch the game. I'm on day shift. Yep. Might head up there and watch the mighty Rabbitohs play the Broncos up there at Suncorp Stadium. Now, the Juniors Kingsford are holding the Gift of Life State of Origin Breakfast on Wednesday, the 14th of July. And the guest speakers will be Wayne Bennett and Phil Gould. Early oh, start there, boys, 7 a.m. It's a 7 a.m. Be there at 7 a.m. for a 7.30 start. The MC will be the big man, Dale Broman. Oh, the big man. All proceeds go to the Gift of Life Foundations. Tickets are on sale now. $100 for individual tickets. 500 for a booth of five. $1,000 for a table of 10. And we'll share the link to that on our Jeez, episode. Be fan. That's not to be missed, that one. Two of the real great minds of rugby league. You might not agree well, with I'm us, gonna, Steve Mavo, but... Yeah, <laughs> he's not a big fan of Phil Gould, uh, Steve Maven. But, look, I'm going to say this is probably one of the first events that Wayne Bennett and Phil Gould have been on the same panel. Well, there you go. We might stand corrected there if anyone's listening mm. out there. But, yeah, that, that'd be uh, one not to be missed. Uh, um, I reckon I'm going to try and go to that one. Yeah, I think that's for Origin 3. I'll so, join you, chaps. Yep. I'll we, pay the $100 to get in there. Oh, for sure. And watch that. Yep. In other news, the Rabbitohs Merchandise Store is now at the Juniors on Level 4 up at the Rabbitohs offices. They've made the move now. Yeah. They've made the move. So they shut, temporarily shut the, the one at the club. tennis club because... We're going to be building the Centre of Excellence there. They will eventually go back there. But at the moment, it's up in the juniors. So you walk into the club, go around to the right, straight into the lifts, up to level four. You're into the merchandise shop, and you can also sort your membership out while you're up there. And, you and might... if you're not a member of the juniors, you can also go there. So you... Don't have to be a member. That's right. But you should be a member of the juniors. That's it's right. The, the, you're mad if you're not. Because so why it's so, you go so, there? It's such good value. You can go to the juniors on the Hawkesbury, book a holiday. And while you go up to the Rabbitohs offices... You might see the great Shannon Donato from the Top 4 podcast or Mark Ellison, Jeremy Monaghan. Yeah, the movie hey manager, boys. Jeremy. He'll be you, up there. You won't miss him. <laughs> oh, no, they'll be up there for sure. Might they're like, they're, like, they're oh. large in life. Yeah, you might see Jeremy Monaghan. Very good. He might give you a very good, his catchphrase. But uh, 
Yeah. No, we'll get up there. We haven't been there. Obviously, it was a bit restrictive, the the one at the tennis club at Maroubra Heffron Park. Uh, I know they didn't have a lot of room to hang stuff up there, but obviously Shannon on the Top 4 podcast last week uh, mentioned that the new Stormtech jackets are out, and I might go up and have a look at them. I might mm. buy one of them. I've always wanted one of them. That was a great show too, wasn't it? Ella was back. Oh, yeah. He's back there to defend yep. himself. <laughs> yep. Jeez, they, they give it to him. And Shannon... He's in the wrong game. He should be a stand-up comedian. Yep. Oh, he, gives it, he gives it hello, doesn't he? How funny is the like? Genius. Yep, well, we've had him on the podcast here. Don't want to say we've had, we've had hello on, and we've had them all on, actually. Yeah. Oh, so. Well, Jeremy, last night I got to see him right up close and personal because I got the um, tickets to go on the field last night, and I watched him doing his craft. Oh, Gigi does a good job, doesn't he? Oh, he's yeah. a, oh, I might tell you what, he's a pro. It's time to get on your feet. Oh, yeah, you know, he knows what he's doing. Jess, don't worry about that. Oh, he does. Very good. He's very good at his job. Spotlight on the Pathways, brought to you by What If? It's Aussie for Travel. I'll be heading up to the second state of origin, and I've booked through What If, boys. So if you're booking your next trip away, off to the Sunshine Coast, where we'll be heading. The Brisbane hey. game, the next origin. Make sure you book through What If. It's Aussie for travel. Just put in Rabbitohs 15 like Maroon keeps reminding you of at the start of the show and at the end. Now, Brownie, you went on the field for the pathways and so did you, chaps, and you went behind the scenes courtesy of Bronte Fulton from the Rabbitohs. Yeah, big thanks to Bronte and Lex. Big thanks to Bronte and Lex. I was walking through the gates to the stadium and... Bronte was meeting all the 1908 members to take them on a tour of the venue of the stadium. They got to go into the dressing rooms, the press conference room, onto the field. Watch them warm up before the game and all that. Watch them warm up. So, yeah, it was a great experience. And I had the opportunity to walk around the tour with them. Yeah, and it was uh, good times in the dressing room. I mean, I've been there plenty of times before, but for the members, it's all new to them and... Uh, they all had a great time. And uh, and they end up being in the Guard of Honour, which I was lucky enough. Me and Samara got a couple of on-field passes from our, our mate Frank, Frank Real. Thanks for that. He's a ground manager there at Stadium Australia. And I've never been on the field, been a lifelong fan of this mm. mighty club. And You would have been in your element out there, chaps. Well, well me, and, and Samara. me and Samara were sitting in the players' box there. And uh, Lex come up and said, oh, do you want to join the 908 members, chaps, and, and um, sit there and watch the... The Knights run out and then the Rabbitohs. And, yeah, we got to be a part of that. It was a, bit, a real real buzz. And a beautiful photo of you and your daughter that we will share on our episode webpage. And we've already shared it on our socials. It's a, it's a good one for the scrapbook, that one, chaps. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it was it was, it was a real buzz. I, I almost tackled Saifidi when he came out first. But I reckon, <laughs> I reckon he would have put my shoulder into row 62, boys. And it's I'm, a great experience for them members who have never been inside the dressing rooms and see where they all mm-hmm. warm up. Uh, the players have got their own booths and their photos and a lot of history in the mm. in the dressing room with all the old players numbers and or a list of the players numbers there that you can see and it was a good time by had by all no one does it better than the South Sydney Rabbitohs membership wise nobody I don't mm. think a lot of the other clubs do it no and I'm quite proud of you boys because I appointed you as videographers and photographers for the day because I usually do that sort of stuff and you did pretty well. Brownie, you shot a video of Latrell kicking a goal and it's gone viral on oh, our... Oh, that was me, mate. Was that yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, that was, that was close and personal. Yeah. Well, there you go. And I actually sent it to his dad and I said, mate, you taught him well. And he goes, mate, I'm a t- I was a toe poker, chaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to Maddie. Shout out to Maddie. And 
So, yeah, you did well, boys. We've got some great content, some videos and some pictures for our listeners, fans and followers. And it turned out to be a great day had by all. More the paparazzi for the day, weren't we, chaps? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a real eye-opener. I enjoyed it. So this yeah. rolls into our Spotlight on the Pathway segment. We got a bit sidetracked there, but that's okay. So you were on the field for the New South Wales Cup game, Brownie. How would you see it? Yeah, look, I, I didn't get to see a whole lot of the game, but it's just not happening for us at the moment in that grade. Uh, we're behind 30-0 at half time, and it's... They're not there at, defensively, Brownie, It's at the disappointing, moment. yeah. Look, we've got a, a fair bit of NRL experience there, along with a bit of youth coming through the system. Lachlan Elias made his debut. Young Taffy was there. You know, Joe Lavadua, Paddy Mago played. So, look, the team's there, but it's just not happening. They must have been a fair side the night. So they rattled up a, a pretty big score. I think it was, they're in the 40s at half-time, weren't they? It was about 30, 36-0 at half-time. They went on with it. Yeah, I, I, it. I was only keeping a, just a bit of an eye on it. I was driving home from Tamworth. I woke up in Tamworth yesterday, drove all the way home. Keeping an eye on all the uh, pathways scores and then got myself out of the stadium uh, just to be at, what, 4.30, Brownie, I rocked up. Yeah. And then the flag, Brownie, you said that was a good game. It was tight, but we got rolled there as well. Yeah, we got beat 10-4, but had the opportunity to win the game, you know, with a couple of minutes to go with just poor execution and couldn't get the job done. But that was a tough game, a low-scoring game, something that's not usually seen in the Jersey flag. They're usually high-scoring games. You don't see scores like that, 10-4. Mm. No. I, I was in the, sitting in the, the players' area there, a little chat to Davey. I said, oh, how'd you just go? I missed it. And he said, mate, it was a tough game. We, yeah. we were in it, but um, just dropped too much pill. A call from the continuous call team. That's a big 10-4, buddy. It was a 10-4, yeah. Uh, it was a 10-4, buddy, Rest in peace to Bozo and mm. uh, the big man who we just mentioned before. Yeah, they yep. use that call on their show a lot. Yeah, Joe O'Callaghan can be proud of the boys. Oh, for sure. It was a, you know, it was a tough game. I was in the tunnel watching it, and some big hits. Once again, David Moali, what a beast he is! And you know, Cameron gave him a big rap in his, the post-match function, and some great players coming through the system. It's Sunday now as we record this, and our women play tomorrow at the New South Wales Centre of Excellence. They play the Wenty Magpies at five thirty. That's on the Monday, the fourteenth of June, and then the next week, the girls. They play on the Saturday, the 19th of June at Lidcombe Oval at 11am. Okay, let's chuff off to a break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Okay, Rabbitohs Radio listeners, we've got Jewel International, former Rabbitoh, Lottie Takiri in the line, player number 1097 at the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. Lottie Takiri, welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, up, mate. Up the bunnies. Yeah, Very good on you, mate. Yeah, up the bunnies, mate. Um, Pretty tough during the week, mate. State of origin result. Um, yeah, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fresh fresh on the mind, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a great result for the boys, mate. But, no, uh, no, it was not, especially if you're north of the border. Yeah, we just didn't have any answers, to be honest with you, mate. It's uh, it was uh, you've got to give kudos to the New South Wales the Blues, mate. They um they came out and, and showed their potential. They played to their potential. Uh, they were untouchable, mate. And um, Queensland have got a lot to think about uh, before game two, and there's only got a few blokes coming back. So 
Uh, it's going to be an interesting, uh, I guess, week for, for selectors and players. And then, you know, we're just going to see where we're going from there. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of soul-searching after that, that result. Yeah, I suppose blokes went in um, 50%. Blokes like Harry Grant and Munster, who are two of the superstars yeah. of the game. And and uh, you can't be doing that at that level against a side like New South Wales. No, well, you can't. You know, we, we, we don't have the luxury of, of, uh, of players, um, you know, the, the bulk of players at New South Wales. And that's no excuse. And we haven't, uh, you know, done that before, uh, made that excuse. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be better for the run playing more, uh, more club footy. Poor old Reid Marnie, he got injured. So, you know, he might come into the reckoning come game two uh, at some point. Uh, and, and the thing is, we've just got blokes busted. You know, they're, they're, they're having to put their hand up and uh, back up for, not back up, but, you know, put their hand up for, the, for a state jersey. So uh, they've got to dig deep in game two. Um, if we can put them in cotton wool, so to say, you, you probably would do that. But, um, yeah, blokes like Harry... Cameron Munster, they, they need to run um, and they need footy in their hands to, to sort of do that, so it'll be a great contest so hopefully we can come out of that injury free, mate, in the next couple of weeks and then uh, Paul Green can, uh, you know, weave his magic hopefully. Mate, a positive for you guys and uh, we're playing north of the border again, up there at Suncorp it's always hard to yeah. win up there, mate and we haven't won up there for three years yeah, I know, I know. I, I remember back in the day, though, um, it was always a, a, a pretty, you know, it was not um, hard to get up. Or, and I think I think the Blues actually got off on playing in a in, in enemy territory that first game and getting off on trying to spoil the party, having a game in Queensland. And Freddie got it, definitely got him up for it, um, as you can obviously tell. But uh, it's going to be a similar, I think, New South Wales are going to be in the same uh, mindset again, uh, going up there, do a job, finish it off. Mate, uh, mate you played Origin in 2001. What's it like yeah. playing State of Origin at Lang Park in front of a sellout crowd? Mate, sensational. So that was my, my debut game was uh, 2001. It was the last game at the old Lang Park. And, mate, it was unbelievable. Like the roar of the crowd, my first touch, I was you know, I, I get a ball off Darren Lock, yeah. I go down the short side, I set up the try, pass it back in. I'm thinking, how good is this, mate? The crowd is unbelievable. They're baying for blue blood as soon as you know, <laughs> those, those blue jerseys come out. It's it, it's a great atmosphere. It's, it's great to be a part of. Uh, it's one thing I, I, I did miss uh, when I did play rugby union and went over for so long. Um, that That contest and that, uh, those atmospheres in those games were unbelievable. You scored a rare hat trick in Origin in 2002, mm. so that's another yeah, highlight. Yeah, it was, that was amazing, mate. So um, that was in the game. Uh, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think we were a game down. I think in 2002, mm. uh, and we um, yeah, that was that's a amazing, amazing to, to, to score a hat trick in. State of Roger. I think only nine guys have done it. There's a couple the other night. Yeah, Turbo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Turbo. Did, did Latrell get? No, uh, he got a double. Uh, he got two. two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, there's only a few, and um, to be in that category and that group of players is amazing, mate. And I was kicking goals that night too. So I've got the, I've got the record for a point scored in the game for Queensland as well. I think I've equaled it with Jonathan Thurston. He did it a few years later. So wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's pretty cool, mate. To, to 
be a part of that and have stuff in the record books, you know. I tell my kids, um, yeah, it wasn't too bad, guys. I've got to actually dig out the old stuff. Because YouTube just sort of come out back then, so mm. luckily there's, there's some... There's some stuff in there. Not mate. like you, Blake. You blokes are on the old VHS reel, Bruce. Yeah, 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 mate. I was just going to say, yeah, I brag about my hat trick I scored, but that was only at Belmore, <laughs> mate. It wasn't uh, wasn't in an Origin match. <laughs> Brownie, I still remember walking around after that 2014 GF, mate, and seeing you in the crowd, buddy. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I got that photo. That and we'll, awesome. we'll share that on our website. Uh, yeah, so that's a great photo, mate. And uh, we're going to touch on that just a little bit later. But yeah, but what a day that was. Sensational, sensational. Well, yeah, we'll get yeah. to that one a bit later. But, Nate, we might okay. start with what we ask all our guests on, on the show, mate. And where are you from yeah. and what was it like growing up there, Lottie? Yeah, so I was born in Fiji, came to Australia when I was three, um, and I grew up in Brisbane. So I grew up in out, out at Logan. Yeah, had a good upbringing, just watched footy, mate. I, I supported the Raiders growing up and then um, got picked up in the Bronco system when I was 15, 16. But, yeah, it was a not hard well, I wouldn't say die hard, but my, uh, one of my uncles is uh, Noah Nandruka. So he played for the Raiders, and it was, a, and they had a gun team at the time, early 90s. Oh, yeah. what a player. What a player he was. Yeah. And he was your uncle, Ferdingham. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, um, we come from the same village and this, that, and the other. So it's, uh, it was pretty cool. Bulla, bulla, mate. Bulla, minaka. Yeah, mate, I was on the uh, carver the other day. I went and watched the the Fijian boys played. Uh, they played. Oh yeah, the silk tails. Yeah, so yeah, they're training uh, down here, right near us. Yeah, yeah, down at Mascot yeah, Oval. Yeah, they're down at Botany there, aren't they? Yeah, they're yep. yeah they're playing at their home ground, sort of like Mascot Oval, and it's just yep. around the corner from us. But my good mate Mano- yep. Manoa Thompson, um, yes. yeah, he had me on the carver, and <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get amongst it, mate. Yeah, how'd that tongue feel after? How many bowls did you have? Yeah, I had a couple. I had a couple. Yeah, I love the grog yeah, when you, because I've been in the village in Fiji and you have the grog and then you clap the hands. You, yep, that's right. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's good. Love it. You know the drill. Yep. That's it, mate. Mate, we'll fast forward to your, your memories of your debut for the Broncos. Yep. My debut was, um, so I played for the Broncos 99. I think it was round three or four uh, against the Sharkies, actually, uh, at ANZ Stadium up in Brisbane, which is the old QE2, where they had the uh, Commonwealth Games, um, while the, you know, now Suncorp Stadium was being built. They relocated out there. Mate, my memories were being just so quick. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember just looking up at the clock. I think I, I thought it was nearly half time. I looked up, but only been about 10 minutes gone. Huh. You know you know how you're playing, you're, you're, you're running at everything, you Mm. You're, you're full noise on on everything. There's, you know, you're not relieving sort of any energy um, left in the tank. So um, yeah, I was stuck at half time. Mate, uh, uh, a star-studded lineup as well. Players like Darren Lockyer, Alfie, Kevy in the halves, Webke, Tallis, Petra. What a team mate, that was, was, mate. Yeah, it was. Um, I was very lucky to be a part. Of the end of that era at the Broncos, you know, obviously winning the Premiership in 2000, but um, to to be in those with those guys, you know, I, I come out to the club in '97 as a young fella, and then uh, yeah, to have all those guys um, and the history in and around what they did uh, for the club and, and Queensland Rugby League itself, yeah. um, it was amazing. Mm. Uh, just to, to see how they conducted themselves, played Broncos footy, uh, which is probably lacking. If I'm being honest, and you know, lacking at the moment, it's good that 
you know, guys like Kevy are back in there and he's getting some of the old boys back in. But yeah, it was um, it was a great time to be a part of that Bronco setup. And another question we always ask is your first try in first grade. Do mm. you remember that one? Mate, I think it was. I reckon I was coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I played it was a, against the Magpies, yep. I reckon it was. Yep, correct. Um, and I was in the forwards. Oh. Yeah, he just I, got home 50 nil, I think it was. Just got home <laughs> on the bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, was, I think I scored maybe the last or the second last try. I think I'd come on to the 10 to go. Wayne nice. put me on. I think he was felt a bit sorry for me and I came on in the forwards for some reason yep free your bone uh, yeah I think a second row or, or whatever it was well, there you go that was my yeah that's my that's my you, you think as a wing in my career you think it's probably a, on a wing or probably a good uh, trivia question no one no would have guessed that but yeah so Wayne Bennett was coach eh? so what was he like as a coach way back then yeah the old fellow mate he's um, I reckon to be fair he, he he's Hasn't matured, Bob. You can't even say that. But I think his relationship with his players have got a lot stronger since I was playing. Yep. I've probably got have had a better relationship with him since I left left the game, and you know, I guess ended up coming back. But it was always a, you know, it was always a a bit of a father, not heavy-handed, but you know, if you, you crossed him, you know, you stuffed up, and you know, no one really did anything too wrong up here in Brisbane because he had Brisbane tap. Um, in the sense of, you know, he, he did work for the police back in the day, yeah. or the press. You know, if anything happened, they were straight on him. Well, he knew about stuff before before we even told the boys the next morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, come to the back of the bus, boys. You know, that sort of story. Wayne <laughs> knew, knew about it before the buddy. So uh, he loves the back of the bus stories. Well, I'm oh, don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, he's a legend of the game, Wayne, mate. Um, and now that following year, year two thousand, you, you obviously you, you touched on it. You won a grand final against a team that we call the Evil Empire here at Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, mate. What was yeah, that like? I get that, mate. Giving it the chooks, the grubs. <laughs> yes, mate. I um, forever and a day, to be honest with you, I, I never liked playing the chooks. I, 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 I always hated, it. and probably even more so by the time I got to the bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, um, you know that was sort of they were a, and always a club that that were always up in the top five and for some reason that they used to really irk me and to, to win that I, I know we had a we had a great team that year and, and I, not to say we just needed to turn up to win but I think we played our grand final the week before oh, I think we only just beat Parramatta in the prelim yep. um, Brad Thorne goes over yeah, with about five minutes to go, we win by about four points or something like that. But I remember before the game in, in 2000, Wayne, uh, we had a team meeting um, in the Swiss Grand, right in Chook territory, mm. and he, he put both teams on the on the board on the whiteboard and was talking about we wouldn't swap or this that and the other one player for the other, anyone in the team, and, and if we play to our ability, we, we should win, um, which we ended up doing. But we got out to a good lead. Um, early on, I think yeah, I scored the first try. Unreal, uh, yep. which was pretty cool. That's cool, cool, mate. Enough. That but, is cool. Yeah, and the GF, and, and that's when 2000. I think they were still um, having, or maybe it was after the, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was before. I can't remember. Mm. Um, but they still had those big stands up there. So there was about 90 odd thousand people there. So that was mm. amazing as well. Mm. Yeah, scoring that first try, we were always sort of ahead. Um, it's a, one of those games where 
you don't want to take a, an opposition too lightly, um, and we didn't luckily. Uh, when and the the team that we had or, or I was a part of that day um, sort of didn't let let that happen. I think Wendell scored a try on the other side late in the game. Again, I know, all I can remember from then was that we partied well for about a week back in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting off the team bus at the airport with the uh, trophy and went through the hatch up at the top of the roof. Oh, yeah, I remember that photo, yeah. <laughs> and got the had the trophy uh, presented to the fans who turned up at the airport. So, mate, mate it was awesome. Great, it was awesome. Great times. Mate, uh, we'll fast forward to 2002. Now you switch codes. Uh, you went on to yep. play uh, rugby union and well, you, you had a successful you know, career there with 67 tests and a couple of World yep. Cups, mate. Was that a hard yep. decision to switch codes? It was, yeah, at the time it was really tough, mate. I, I, I'd only known one club and, you know, we were going okay. Uh, in 2001, 2002, both got knocked out in the prelim both years. So, you know, the club was going, we, we were going okay and we were going all right. To be fair, at that time, I'd done a lot. I'd won a premiership. I'd played State of Origin. I'd played for the Kangaroos as well. Uh, and the fact that, you know, the 2003 Rugby World Cup was going to be in Australia was a bit of a carrot, I'm not going to lie. My father came over from Fiji to play rugby union. So it's I'd it's huge in Fiji, union. isn't it, Lottie? Like, rugby's huge oh, mate, in Fiji. Yeah. yeah, it's a national sport, mate. It's a bit like if you go to Papua New Guinea, which you guys may have been, you know, they love their rugby league. They yes. love rugby union. Yeah. You know, a bit like that in in Fiji. So, mm. Talking um, to Papua New Guinea, Lottie, I, I played you guys over there in a trial when I was with uh, Penrith. Oh, there you go. The Broncos, and they're just passionate, aren't they? We've spoke about it here mate, before. What on about the, how the passionate show. they are, mate. Mm. Get, I remember going up there, 2001 Kangaroos, mm. uh, before we went and we played a trial. We played... Uh, a warm-up test match Port Moresby mate I, I, honestly you, you see those old photos of the, or videos of the Beatles when they rock up to airports yes yep. mate we had about 10,000 people at the airport yes <laughs> it was amazing yeah yeah. you just don't realise the scope of how big rugby league is up there you know people tell you but once you're up there mm. oh my god yeah, it that was, was amazing so they put us up on this you know those, those scissor lift things of, uh, and they lifted us up to say hello to everyone mate we felt like royalty. Yeah, <laughs> so it was pretty cool. So, yeah, mate. The, um, well, where, where, where were we going before? Before that, before talking about Papua New Guinea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just um, go well, off on tangents, here, mate. That's all good, mate. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll fast okay. forward to you. How did you end up at the Bunnies? Because we are Rabbitohs Radio uh, here. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I um, at the oh, I was offset the Tigers at the time, two thousand from two thousand and ten to two thousand and thirteen. At the end of thirteen, I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to stay at the Tigers, uh, and I, before I'd left, I'd, we'd made a bit of contact. So we've spoken to him myself. We made a bit of contact. It was a mate of mine. Made a bit of contact with Madge, and we thought, and Madge was asking him if he wants to play again next year, just give us a call. So I'd gone over to Ireland to play uh, a three month stint. And then, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, just like when I came back to the Tigers before that, it's not the way I wanted to finish because I'd I, I finished playing uh, rugby league for the Tigers, probably injured, not the way I wanted to, to finish. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to finish on my terms. So, uh, 
you know, I had a few meetings with Madge and meetings on the phone as well. And then we end up doing a deal over the phone. I was still playing in Ireland. End up doing the deal because I'd watched the Bunnies in the last couple of years come so close, you know, missing out in the prelim a couple of times. Yep. And I knew I wasn't silly, you know. I, I was going to come into a team. I'd have to try, obviously, hard to get into the side. Mm. But I knew I was coming into a squad uh, and into a team in an environment where they were ready to, to win a premiership. Mm. Yep. So a lot of things pointed in the right direction for me. Mm. And I... I probably appreciate playing that year more than a lot of years that I've played in the game because I, I really played, not to say you play a game for money or this, that, and the other, but I, I came to the Bunnies pretty much on for, for nothing. Mm. Um, just sort of base sort of contract stuff and matches and this, that, and the other. So I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a real hard crack. Once I get back, I'll give it a real hard crack. And you know, I just cracked on. But... I didn't want to come back to him. I don't know if you've heard this story. So I, Match calls me up. He, he wants me to come back. He's wanted me to come back. I'm still playing in Ireland. I finish up there in about October or November, actually. The, the boys have started pre-season. I think they started start of November or end of October. As you, you guys have probably heard how hard Match pre-seasons are, yeah? Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely hard. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, definitely got into a fair bit of, uh, you know, you work very, very hard. And I was at a stage in my career, I'm not to say I wasn't going to work hard, but I was like, you know, I've, I've, I've played a full season now, I've, I've done a lot of training, and I don't know if you know, but I, I, I hate pre-season training. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 gives me, it gives me anxiety, actually, just thinking about it. You um, don't miss it. I'm one of those, I'm one, no, not one bit. So you arrived in February, those, you're saying? <laughs> no, yeah, well, I, mate, don't worry, I tried, I was just leading to that. He kept calling, he kept calling. I, 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 I kept rushing his calls. Yeah. If I picked it up, I, if I picked it up, he knew I wouldn't have been, you know, you get that, when it comes to around the season, you get those beeps or whatever yeah. I knew if I picked it so I just texted him I said mate I'm still away yeah. I'm still away I, when I get back I'll come back I'm definitely I'll coming for about a month yeah I'm definitely coming I signed but I put him off for a month yeah. I was mate I was, I was holed up in Balmain where I was leaving yeah. thinking to myself I'm just going to give him another week <laughs> another week and mate. then uh, then I get back yeah, then you start, I start my pre-season right before Christmas it wasn't easy going back there and starting then either so I probably should have went back a month earlier. Mate, you, you mentioned uh, you, you did your research on, on the team and uh, Madge was yep. a, a big reason you come. But we had a, a great mixture of youth and experience. Uh, with, oh, mate. Uh, obviously Sam, GI and Renault and Sato and, and the so. Well, they're the other reasons I came because of the squad. Like, mm. you look at that squad um, in 2012-13 when they were knocking on the door. Mate, yeah, Greg, um, Sam, peak of his powers, uh, Sato, mate, all those blokes, Renault, young Luke Keery. Yes. Uh, AJ came on that year. That was his first year. Uh, oh, is that Luke, you know, even though he didn't play in the grand oh, final? Luke, yeah. He played he was, a big he role. He was at the top of his game, mate, massive role. Dude. You had Dil- young Dylan Walker, who was uh, probably played his best footy at first. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I played outside him most of the time when I, on, the, on the right edge there. So mm. they were they're definitely a club going forward and they had a great mix of youth and experience and um, yeah I, if I could add anything you know it was probably more of a mental capacity or, or a mental edge when the chips were down 
mm. and just sort of keep some things light. Because as you know, guys, and I've probably you've spoken to ex-players that have been at, under match, he, he's quite intense. Mm. Mm. So, you know, it was... I don't know if I was brought in for that, but it was, you know, it was good to keep things light. And, and the change room was 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 a, actually a great part of that year. You know, both like Bo champion, he didn't play that much. Absolute champion off the field, and you know, he kept that um, change room nice and light. And, Everyone got on like a house on fire. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm speaking of Madgen and his intensity. That that first semi final against Manly, he's got out to a, a really hot start, led 40 nil. But thought to mm. put the cue in the rack a little bit, bit earlier, and then he tore the he tore the paint off the walls, didn't he? At the, the back end of that game, yeah, in he the did the back end. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. I think we scored. I, I reckon we scored about 30 odd, maybe 40 points by half time. Yeah, I can't remember. I know I was scored in the corner. Yeah, we we were on fire. I'm just at a junior footy game. We're just watching the game. Sorry. Yeah, we can hear you. Whereabouts is yeah. that? Um, I am all the way over at Burpengary watching, uh, watching my, uh, my, one of my son's teams. So. Oh, yeah, nice. All good. Oh, well, thank good, you. Yeah. Thank you for giving us your time. So, but we, no, not all. So not we, all. Let's touch on the big one. You mentioned the before when you spoke to Brownie after the GF. The 2014 Grand Final. What a day that was, and you were a part of that team. I, I, I just knew even through that year, if I get a chance to... See, I got dropped during the year as well. I had to go back to North Sydney, but I got back maybe five or six weeks before the GF. Um, I just told myself, if I get back in this team, I'm not going to let it go because we were flying. You know, we, blokes had got injured. We just needed to keep blokes on the field uh, and we actually did. Um, and that day was, was magic. That will live with me forever. I, I, I probably rate that one of my best days in both codes playing footy because I really had to work hard for for that to get back in the team and then you know finish off the way that did the, the day was sensational warming up I still there's a song on the radio I still hear I think Train was was the the, the, the name of the band or the, the band on Grand Final Day Every time that comes on, that song comes on, mm. it gives me goosebumps because mm. when we were warming up, they were they were singing that song. All I'm, those little memories like that are amazing. I'm getting goosebumps um, now, mate. Yeah, mate. And then you know those you know smart asses, buddy, from the dogs thinking they'd make us wait. You remember that? Yes. yes. Yeah. They made you wait a long time, we, didn't they? Yeah, it? yeah. They try to sort of change it up, this, that, and the other. And we were out there, and, and it, you know what? It, it probably was even better for us because for me. In grand finals and big games at that stadium, you don't warm up outside. You have to warm up underneath. So we didn't really get the full experience until we ran out. Yeah, Snoopy got and the ball, then, didn't he? Got he's doing a bit of ball work to you know, exactly. take your mind Snoopy off it. Yeah. Mm. Take our mind off it. But we, it got us to appreciate the fans that had turned up mm. um, and how much um, it meant to you know the South Sydney faithful sort of borough. It was going nuts. I reckon it was about seventy percent. Yeah, it was a sea of red and green, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When, when you ran mate, out, it was incredible, wasn't it? Just the way you ran out. Mate, it was chills, mate. I've got chills now. Yeah, yeah. unreal. Um, mate, it was unreal. So we were out there for a good two or three minutes doing an extra warm-up, and, and that's we, you, you appreciate how much it meant to, to our Sydney faithful and where we'd come and where the club had, had, been come, had come from. You know, we'd, I, everyone knew the history. I obviously knew the history about getting back in the comp, but mm. we were getting that sort of drummed in us all week and it was always drummed in us from the start of the year but it was amazing mate everything from Clive Churchill's uh, wife 
handing out the jerseys the yeah. day before to to that, mate, it was it was mate, it was unbelievable. Mm. And I think your two thousand grand final win and the two thousand and fourteen grand final win has to be the longest yeah. gap for a player to win two grand finals. Yeah. yeah, I've heard, mate. I've heard that. I think I think a couple of years later, uh, who was it? Luke Lewis, mate. I was going to say Luke Lewis. 13 yeah. years. Mm, 13 yeah, years, but yeah. Um, I think I still hold the uh, the record there. There I've you got go. a couple of stupid records at people. <laughs> oh, well, mate. They're not, <laughs> not stupid. stupid, stupid that's stupid. Yeah. That's a good record. Yeah, yeah I can't complain. So uh, what are you up to these days, buddy? I'm uh, heading up a, uh, a marketing agency called Huzu. We're based in Sydney, actually. So we um, take briefs from uh, advertising companies and we uh, run their social campaigns. Okay. So social being social media, being on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, yep. uh, and we get there. Hopefully, we, we, we tend to for their marketing spend um, on social, uh, and we find influencers for, for, for their uh, for their campaigns. We've yeah. got a we've got a, a big quite a, a good following on social media, but we're trying to build our YouTube subscribers up, yes. so we can uh, go live on YouTube and, and produce a show live and interact with our fans and. Hey, what's the yep. best way to do that? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I think it's just the. I think people like a bit of content, so content all the time. Even if it's just pictures or old pictures, or mm. um, you know, not keeping people up to date. Yeah. Uh, if things become stale, I think people sort of don't you know follow it as much. And if you're always sort of refreshing stuff, I think that really helps. Mm. Um, and even where if you get some of the boys on putting their stuff on, say you get a Sam Burgess or. Mm. The Bo Champion, or even a Nathan Merritt, like you know, fans always love that stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah just keeping the fresh boys. Nah, you're a legend, mate. And you're a mate of a mate of ours, Russell Hanson, who listens to the podcast. Yeah, Rusty. Yeah, he's a champion, mate. He uh, he's probably listening to the podcast now. He loves uh, it. Yeah. I've seen him. I him at least once a week. He um, he's an athletics coach at my son's school, so he's um, mate. He's a champion. I didn't realise uh, he was as much as a, a big bunny supporter as he was. So every time I get a little bit, a few things here and there, I offer him some stuff. You know, I got him a few um, beers from uh, one of the old sponsors, Bunny's Beers, a, couple, a year ago or something. I, I, I was like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get in these beers at school time. It's going to look a bit tough. A couple of beers at school pick up. Oh, well, it's, it's got to be yeah. done sometimes, mate. But The old, the old Bunny's cans. Well, we yeah, can thank we can thank for cool. Russell for getting you on because he sort of got us in in touch with you. And thanks for yeah, that, Russell, cool, if you're listening out man. there, mate. But mate, look, it's great to have you, you've written yourself into South Sydney folklore. You know, you retired as a grand oh, final mate, it's winner. Great to be a part of. And it's um, great to be a part of because, mate, I, I you know, I, I obviously identify initially as being a uh, you know a broadcast premiership winner, but I get just get as as much love from South Sydney supporters as I do other people and. South Sydney is probably the biggest club um, in Australia, right from a rugby league point of view. There's bunny supporters everywhere, as you know. You go anywhere. I follow that page on Instagram. Uh, random South Jersey. Random, oh, South, yeah. Yeah. random <laughs> South guy, yeah. They're just oh, everywhere. Yeah. At every major sporting event, you'll see Every a, major sporting event, mate. A, a rabbit-ass jumper. Awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. We, mate, you get plenty of love from us for coming on the show for us. So, Lottie DeCary, thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Mate, I'll be, uh, thanks, uh, mate, I'll be heading up to Brisbane thanks, for uh, the second state of origin, mate. I might see you up there. I might see you up there, mate. Too easy, bud.
Good on you, Lottie. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Lottie. See you, mate. Good on you, boys. Bye. See Cheers, you, boys. mate. Legend. Well, what about that, boys? I know we always say that was a good interview, but I think that was pretty awesome. Some of that stuff from a rugby league legend. And even though the audio we could hear in the background, the whistle blowing and a few kids playing around, but great interview. Oh, what a legend. As I said, he's written himself into South Sydney folklore with that fantastic drought-breaking grand final win, 2014, and just to take us behind the scenes there a little bit and how much it meant to him, Brownie. Made an absolute icon of the game. He's done everything. Coming from the Broncos, but he's just so passionate for the Rabbitohs and this club means so much to him as well. And what a champion fellow he is and great to have him on. We touched on being dropped. I was at the game. He got dropped. It was a Sunday afternoon against Canberra. We were, we were favourites. We were predicted to win. And, and he had, they kept kicking it up to him in the sun. He dropped it. He made a few mistakes. And Madge decided to drop him. And it, it was ended up being one of the best things for him because he, you heard him say that. He'd fight his way back into the side. And by the time the semis came around, he, he, he played an integral role in those, those three finals games. He's, I think he scored a try in nearly all of them, didn't he? As soon as he said that, that he'd been dropped to the Bears, I just pictured him in that... Bears jersey, we all saw it. He, he was playing in the Reggies, and but yeah, like you said, he fought his way back in. And like a true champion, he said, "Once I'm getting back in there, I'm staying there." And his influence is one of the reasons we got. Now I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it because what a story that this guy. And we have spoken about it before. So he he started the year with Marrow on the wing, Nathan Merritt, but then a bloke called Alex Johnson, who we all know is one of our legends. Now he emerged that year. So three wingers don't go into two, and in the end, it was AJ and. Lottie in the GF and it was a bit of a sour taste for Nathan Merritt but we love Nathan Merritt here on the show and it's not really about this story isn't really about him but it is part of the story mm. yeah it is and that photo that Lottie was talking about at the grand final with him and I it's one of my favourite photos and you'll see that on the episode webpage yeah it's a great photo that who took that photo I think it was our camera but yeah I don't know who took oh, it. Maybe Joe, maybe Charlie, your daughter, was there. So. Yeah, we had the whole family there, and we got some great photos, one including Sam Burgess and my daughter. Mm. Sam had his medal around his neck and yep. his fractured cheekbone. But, yeah, it was a, a great day. Well, out of the last five games he played for the Rabbitohs, he scored four tries out of yeah. the last five games. He, and yep. he went out a winner. and uh, He just brought that experience, didn't he? I did. He just—I mean—he had everything. Look, look where he'd been. We didn't even touch on the rugby union experience. Eight years. I was going to touch on the travelling because mm. we'd lived out a suitcase back then. They were travelling a lot. The Wallabies—they're on the top of their game. Yeah. And another thing we just brushed over—we didn't even mention is his debut for the bloody Kangaroos. Didn't even talk about that because his career is oh, so we, good. We would have he did make mention hours. of it. We, yeah, we couldn't cover it all, and and he did mention about YouTube about how all the tries weren't on there back in his day. But I actually did today. Looking at his hat trick, there is a video about him scoring his hat trick, and we'll share that on the episode webpage. So you can see him scoring a hat trick for the Queenslanders. I, I don't know how many tests he played uh, for the Kangaroos, but for the Wallabies, he didn't play just one or two tests. He right. played 63 tests. Like, 67, yeah. it's got here. 67 tests. Well, 67 we could, we could tests. Have kept going here. Yeah. All those big games at Wembley and all that. And, yeah, yeah, they're wild. Yeah. The, English fans for their rugby union, aren't they? So, yeah. Anyway. What a career. Yeah, what a player. Lottie DeKiri. Great bloke. Rabbitohs Radio is proudly brought to you by Export Freight Systems. We support Aussie manufacturers. If you're thinking of selling, contact NG Farrah Real Estate and tell them Rabbitohs Radio sent you.
We are proudly supported by the Juniors Group of Clubs. Join the Juniors Fitness Centre today for just nineteen ninety five direct debit. Now it's time for Remembering Rabbitoh, brought to you by Export Freight Systems, by yours truly, Brad Ryder. Tim Brasher, Rabbitoh player number 926. Born on the 16th of March, 1971. Now Tim was a Balmain Tigers junior, played for all the junior rep system, and he went to school at John Paul II Marion, out there at Blacktown. Must have been a selective rugby league school. And he ended up getting a start in the Australian schoolboys at the tender age of 17 in 1988. Now, the following year, he was graded with the Tigers, playing up in reserve grade. And he was picked by Warren Ryan as an 18-year-old doing his HSC to make his first grade debut, boys. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, in 89, I actually played against Brasher in the centres in a round 12 game. We actually beat them 10-8. And... Did you score? No, I don't think I scored, but we no. won the game. And ironically, that was the year that the Tigers and the Raiders played in that epic grand final. And we beat the Tigers. And we beat the Raiders twice that year. So that just hurts even more to think that we defeated both of those sides. That gives us a bit of heart this year. The 2021 Rabbitohs, we've been knocked off by Melbourne... We've been knocked off by Penrith. Yep. But that don't don't put the red pen through us because look at the no. Raiders. Yep. They came back and ended up um, winning the grand final that year. Mm. Just in that year of 1989, Tim Brasher was a rookie coming through and we also had a rookie coming through who actually won Rookie of the Year, our very own Jim Sedaris. Mm. And them two uh, were battling it out for that award towards the end of the year and Jimmy was fortunate enough... Jimmy was fortunate enough to win the award and they both went on to play for Australia. There you go. They did. We've had plenty of rookie of the years um, um, in the Daly M's, boys, but we, we won't go there. This is about Tim, all right? Who's another one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris Sander. There I you go. Another one. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We had a couple. You did say plenty, but anyway, we'll take Sandow anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't got, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> I knew what I. Uh, Chris, That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, Chrissy was a man, mate. And Brash also got named in the Tigers' team of the century on the bench. So a great achievement. He had a great career. Oh, he, was a, he, was a, he was a gun, mate. Don't worry about that. So much speed. Anyway, in 1990, the following year, they also made the semifinals, and that happened to be the last semifinal football he ever played. And he played right through to the 2000s, boys. So I guess you've got to enjoy the experience while you're there. You never know when you're going to be back. Mm. And, and none... None more so than Lottie Takiri, who, what, what was he, 14 years between grand final wins. Yep, yep. That's probably a great example of it. And a lot of the senior and elite players say that, chaps. You know, enjoy the moment because you never know when you're going to be back there. Well, a good mate of mine, Rennie Matui, made the grand final his first year. He never played another grand final again. Mm. I mean, he must. He said to me, I thought we were going to play grand finals every year, but it, it didn't happen. Mm. Now... He ended up playing 185 games for his beloved Tigers, scoring 82 tries from 1989 right through to 97. Now, at the end of 97, the Tigers didn't offer him a deal. And it was a bit of bad blood there. But um, we scooped him up on a two-year deal. And he came in and played 40 games, majority of those at fullback. And he was a great buy, boys. And he scored a try on debut for South in 1998 at Mount Smart Stadium. So... We got off to a winning note with Brash in the team. 
Yeah, he certainly made an impact straight away, didn't he? Yep. And uh, he was he was good in um, 98, 99, playing in and amongst blokes like Craig Wing in his first year in first grade. Um, he had Tricky Trindle, Lee Hookie. I can remember him, Lee Hookie, turning him underneath at the SCG for a, for a try there. So he was a fair player, Tim Brusher. And we've dug up some footage of him scoring a try for South against the Sharks. In the same game, Craig Wing scored a bit of a famous try where he beat about four blokes and scored a mad try. Including um, the legendary E2, mm. Mm. who was a notable defender. Yep, yep. And I think with Brash's try, he was tackled by E2, but just reached out and plonked the ball down. He might have went on and played another couple of years at the Rabbits had we not been punted out of the competition in at the end of 99. Anyway... Finished up playing a couple of years of the Cowboys, uh, injury-ridden, and finished up retiring there, boys. And But what he uh, was really known for was his state of origin career, boys. Oh, I can remember so many highlights of this bloke. I think he started on the wing, scored a couple of crucial tries, and in particular, 92 was considered Brash's breakout season, and that's when he made Game 3, which is a deciding game and they end up winning the series with him coming in boys yeah what an origin career 21 origins oh he always performed in that arena didn't he yeah we've done alright in this episode we've had Lottie to carry on who's a, obviously an origin legend mm. but only played 6 origins Brash played 21 origins but not only that chap 16 tests for the Kangaroos and he debuted in 89 in a World Cup final at Wembley when we beat the Poms 10-6 yeah he was so consistent in rep footy and probably one of the first picked whenever they were picking a side. Then also in the 92 World Cup final, he played in a win at Wembley in front of a record 73,631 fans. And we've been to a game there, Brownie. It was something there to watch a game of footy, oh, wasn't it? awesome. Oh, there's just so many memories of this bloke. A lot of his tries were, were up the middle, backing up up the middle off an offload or... You know, a little out in ball and stuff like that. Yeah. It, was, it was brilliant the way he used to explode onto the ball. And yep. a well-balanced runner, really good on his feet. Yep. Just so much speed, but he was just an out-and-out footy player, wasn't he? He could sniff a try out, and that's what all the greats could do, just put themselves in the right position yep. at the right time. And he started off with that sort of almost a mullet with long hair, like a, looked like a Mel Gibson from Braveheart. Then he <laughs> finished up with a shaved head bald at South at the end of his career. So. Yeah. Yep. He's had a couple of Jimmy Lyles, hasn't he? he oh, has. Yeah, he, he, he was has. some player. Uh, Daly M, fullback of the year, 1996. Daly M? Uh, Daly M. Or Daly M, fullback of the year. Daly. 1996. Daly or Daly? <laughs> uh, Daly Messenger. Uh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, he played 244 games, 100 tries. That's uh, that, that's, that's a fair career, boys. That's, and, a, that's good. And plenty of origins and plenty of test matches and World Cup games for the Kangaroos. And he had a bit of a career after footy as well in professional sport. Well, when he retired, he went to America and... It said he bought a Jeep and just said, I'm just going to drive around solo around the country. And he ended up in Canada. And one thing led to he another. He bought a bar up there, I think. He bought he? a bar, but one thing led to another. And next minute he's caddying for on the PGA Tour for golfers like Terry Price. This could be a story for Mavow's golf blog. I might have to get him on for that. that, that... No, no, we'll get him for the podcast. We'll interview him. Down <laughs> yes, the track. Don't yes. worry. Oh, he'd be a great chat. And that's one thing about this show. We can talk about former Rabbitohs like we are now. And then we can get him on. We can do... People from both angles. Of course we can, mate. And uh, he's also a proud father. A couple of kids. Lives up there at Newcastle. And he's actually an accountant. He's pretty good with the numbers, mate. He's doing it. He's an accountant with a bookmark accounting solutions up there at Newcastle. We might be able to get him to work our books for us. 
Well, there's yeah, we're making heaps. There's not much to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> can he can he count to ten? Great bloke too. Yep. Brash, I met him a number of times. He's came to a lot of the old boys reunions. You would have played against him a lot of times. Yeah, you? we did. Yeah. Did we get a chance to tackle him, or was he too quick? No, he was always too quick for me. Especially <laughs> well, around that middle of the field. First time I played him, we won ten eight. So rest me case, but no, he was he was <laughs> he was a good he player. Actually, mate. He actually talks about you a lot, mate. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. He says who? <laughs> who was that? Anyway, Tim Brusher remembering a Rabbitoh. Let's chuff off to another break here on Rabbitoh's Radio Podcast. NRL News brought to you by NG Farrell Real Estate. Let's have a bit of a chat, boys, about the Origin game. How'd you see it? Oh, it was it was unbelievable, wasn't it? I was screaming in my lounge room. We just kept scoring try after try. But if you have a look at it, there was no tries till the seven seventeenth minute. So it was it was a little bit of an arm wrestle it early, was. even though we were on top. But there was a. I think the tactics of Brad Fittler to get our best ball runners coming out of our end, own end doing hit-ups instead of the forwards because you had concerns about Trebojevic. I did. Mm. And you had a guy like Tommy Turbo, two hit-ups in the first set of six. Mm. Yep. Blokes like Tedesco, he's yep. a gun at doing the hit-ups, mm. Teddy. Yeah. That set the scene with... When Tommy Turbo did two hit-ups in the first set of six, that just let them know that he was there to get right into it. And also, Tedesco had two hit-ups in the first set. So... The outside backs pretty much dominated the first set. Like you said, chaps, I had a little bit of a concern about Jake being selected in the front row for his go forward. He played small minutes, 26 minutes. Yep, and he's not a regular go forward player. I mean, yardage, he likes to play with the ball, and I thought that was going to be a bit of a concern. It but didn't matter, like in the end, because our superstar backs, Latrell as well, just rolled the sleeves up. And rip right in, and oh, they carried was unbelievable, that team. Mate. Oh, I would give him my man of the match because he's, he's so he creative. Close. He's so creative. Mm-hmm. I, I know Tommy, Tommy Turbo was just everywhere, and I think that third try just sealed it for Turbo to get man of the match. But Latrell had an absolute blinder, mm. yeah, but master, yeah. a master stroke from the coach Brad Fittler. And we spoke to the fans in Rabbitohs TV and mascot and Botany, and one fan said the origin win is going to come down to a bloke called Brad Fittler. Mm. And it did. And it did, yeah. It was his master stroke. No, he was good. But it did come down his also plan. to our, all our Rabbitoh stars shining. Now, Cookie was great out of dummy half. He was troubling the defence all night. Good service too. Yeah. And Cameron did what Cameron does. Just gets in I, there. I, I think he, he won us the game in that first 25 minutes because they they tried to shift it to that David Fafita, who's a wrecking ball, and he was up around his waist Never ever got a chance to get any momentum up. Him, the combination of him and Nathan Cleary in defence, I don't think I've heard anyone talk about it, but that was fantastic. Them yeah. two working together. Wasn't yeah, it? I'm pretty sure maybe Sturlo said that win was set up by Cameron Murray. Yeah, I heard, okay. there you go. Yeah. I heard that. And also make mention of we spoke about them, the Cleary, the White combination. They play pretty good, and Cleary's cut. Well, went, vi- went viral in America. They didn't try and overplay their hand, did they? No, no. no. And Tuto, what a player he is! <laughs> what a boost! Is he fair income or what? Oh, <laughs> he God. just he's runs. Not, he's not fair, is he? It's not fair that he can do what he does. The size of he is, like that kid. His whole life, people have been telling him he's not big enough. Yeah, he might not have the ability. 
But oh, and he'll no get, one's saying it now, are they? <laughs> he'll get manhandled in a tackle by four players, and he'll get up before the four of them. Yeah. <laughs> he'll lose three of them on the ground, mm. quick play the ball, and then Cookie's off. So, what a player. So he's one of the reasons that they remain undefeated. Oh, well, they were undefeated with while they still had their team. They've lost two now, so that opens it up a bit more. But, boys... We put 50 on them. Where do they go from here? Let's talk about the next game when we well, go to Suncorp. What, what about, I was going to ask Cookie last night, but we ran out of time at the post-match function out there on the members' deck, the p and deck. Um, what if New South Wales get better? Has anyone thought about that? <laughs> what if we actually get better? So and we score in that first 10 or 15 minutes well, and go on with it again. Why can't we? Well, I thought it was a, probably a, a 9.8 performance. So where where do they get better? How do they get Angus better? Angus Crichton might come into this side. He's a bit mm. of a tear away. I think moment. he will. I yeah. think he will. Oh, it's going to be a tough call to drop. It'd be Tarek hard. Sims. I thought he was good. Tarek Sims. Tarek well, Sims was outstanding. Well, we'll talk. I about don't think he'll get dropped. Tarek Sims. What about? I think he might go back. To, sorry, Mova. I think he might go back to the bench. I think mm. they might drop Liam Martin mm. back to the 18th or 19th Jeez, man. Yeah. He was good too, Liam Martin. I know. Well, they he's all a young were good. Bloke, but he's a young bloke. But they yeah, all yeah. were good. But yeah. that's Angus that's Crichton a, yeah. fit. He would have been one of the first edge back rowers picked. Correct. It'd be a different style game at Suncorp. Um, you can imagine. Munster and and Harry Grant getting a couple of games under their belt. They'll, mm. they'll be better for the run. And don't forget, I thought their best forward on paper was Christian Welsh. He's been outstanding this year, one of the mm. best front rowers in the game. He, yeah, yeah, he that, was gone at the 10-minute mark. Yeah, that was a loss. And, yeah. and it was only 2-0 at that stage. And I, yeah. I, Undermen- I, thought, I thought to myself, this, this is a big win for us. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. Undermen- I, don't, I don't think it would have made a difference. Chance. No, it wouldn't yeah. have made a yeah. difference. But, you ne- but we'll never know. But being a man down that early in an origin at mm. Obviously told in the end, we just battered them. That's right. But it was very enjoyable. But we've seen it all before, boys. Oh, we've won games and then they just come out and look like look yeah. at last year. We thought we had them on toast. What's it called? Uh, we flogged them the, in game two. We, well, game three, they come up and boot us. So anyway, what's it called? The Queensland spirit. They love yeah. it. Yep. They love going in. Makes you sick at Suncorp it? as an mm. underdog. Well, I know. You said that last time on the last show, and I did say that I'm sick of the Queensland spirit, and I did say that I think <laughs> that our superstars like Tommy Turbo. Could be the difference, and I don't want to take credit, but it seems as that's what happened. I think we'll take a lot of confidence out of winning up north, even though it wasn't mm. at Suncorp. We've gone up. We've the played dry, in for, dry uh, track suit. Did you didn't. see? Did you yep. see the crowd? It was just full of maroon. Yep. I reckon there will, probably would have been six New South Wales jumpers in the crowd. Yep. So they're going to take a lot of confidence out of that. The Blues that they can go up there and win. Well, Suncorp is a different beast. It's a massive, massive game, and we're going up there to win the series. I was told Brad Fittler was ringing them up. Can we get all three games up there, <laughs> up there at Townsville? We don't want to play in Suncorp. We don't want to play in Sydney. We'll play all three up there, and we'll flog them in all three games. Well, you heard Lottie just say, we asked him, what's it like to play Origin 1 at Lang Park? And Suncorp is like the new Lang Park. And he just said, it's unbelievable. The crowd's roars. They want blue blood. So it's going to be a different kettle of fish oh, yeah. game two. It's going to be a great clash. Can't wait for it. Oh, I, just, I don't think they can turn it round. I think the Blues will go on and be dominant and win the series. And I'll be there partying with them. Let's go for a whitewash. 3-0. Stuff the Queenslanders. And you know what they'll say after 3-0? Origin's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's only over when we win. But anyway, we might go on to that next game. The mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. We play the Brisbane Broncos Thursday night. 17th of June up there at Suncorp 7.50 Broncos weren't fantastic last night oh. down in the nation's capital they're, they're sort of dropping off tackles in the middle of the field they, they lost 
lost a, a bloke the day before in a warm up, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, boys. Yeah, I listened to the radio on the way home, and yeah, there wasn't much positive comments coming out of the game. Uh, they're playing a low brand of footy, side to side. There's no structure there. They play better in Brisbane, though. I've got to say that when you get them on the road, they just don't seem to show up. The Broncos. Mm. So they might give us a little a little contest there at some stage, but well, they're not we, spoke, we spoke to Cookie, we spoke to Cam last night, Joy Arrow. They're all back next week, so oh. they're going to be fresh as a daisy. And uh, I, can't, I can't imagine them coming anywhere near us, boys. Well, they've only won three games, so they're not that good in Brisbane because they've had a few games up there, <laughs> and they've got the worst defence in the NRL, having conceded 436 points. So set the scene: we get all our stars back, we're going to be at full strength. Can Alex Johnson score three hat tricks three weeks in a row? Uh, he can. Yes. He can, he definitely. Can. He can. He might even score a pair, four. Yeah. Who knows? He scored five already this year. That's on the cards. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've still got to go up there and get it all right. We can't. Be we always ahead talk of about that left side. Teams can see it coming, but they just can't defend it. Well, no. Parramatta couldn't stop it last week. And AJ, majority of the time, his six tries, the last six tries he scored, five of them have been untouched. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And like you said, Chas, earlier in the show, one of those tries, they had him covered. They had him covered, but then, but the then they didn't. Is, is, is what about crazy. that ball from Cody? The one where he done that acrobatic mm. to, that race to the line. That ball was unbelievable. Oh, he yeah. sort of like passed it oh, no. backwards on an angle, and then AJ just exploded. You know it was another one? The second try, Peter Mam- Mamazoulis just come on the field, yes. and he was about to take the dummy half, um, yeah. play the ball there, yeah. But Benji, Benji stayed in front of him. He stood behind, and, and the Newcastle defence was going, oh, this is going to be a, a, a little settler. No, nah, Benji threw it right over to Cody, who just went bang through it. AJ and scored in the corner for the second one. So we have got maybe a concern over Joy Arrow. I don't know if you had a chance to ask him about that. But yeah, he the, said he's got some rib concerns. Yeah. But um, He had a needle at half-time mm. in the origin, but he said he should but be But uh, not Harmay Sello, sorry. Tane Milne played with some sort of crook ribs from, mm. from the Parramatta game, and he got through the game no dramas, so... Mm. I know, I know uh, Joy Arrow is as tough as they come. He'll, he'll be there. So please rate and review and subscribe to our Rabbitohs TV YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Take us away, Maroon. Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if it's Aussie for travel?